0: Episode sixty five is here, everybody, and I was joined by MMA fighter Youssef Zalal. Youssef Zalal is a Moroccan-born fighter who moved to the United States about seven, eight years ago, something like that, and has been making his way up the ranks, fighting uh, in LFA organization and fighting out of uh, Factory X uh, Muay Thai in Denver, Colorado. And he is five and zero, going for six and zero in a couple weeks, um, and his eyes are set on the UFC. And did we, not only did we talk fighting, but I really appreciated it. He shared some of his painful story about losing his brother several years ago in a car accident and the experience of what that did for him mentally and, and how that completely changed his life. And, and uh, he shed qu- quite a bit of light into that story. So uh, check that out. Uh, really appreciated our half-hour conversation, and I know you will as well. So uh, without further ado, as always, please sit back, relax, and welcome... The one and only Youssef Zalal.
1: The optimal life. Are
0: you, uh, you're, you're, we're good to go now, just so you know. So, uh, uh, we've got, you've got an upcoming bout, uh, in in what, a couple weeks? Yep, in, uh, well, two
1: weeks, yeah, two weeks, December 7th.
0: So, when you've got two weeks to go until a a fight, I mean, how do you, how do you actually enjoy Thanksgiving dinner?
1: What do Uh, you do? For me, man, it's, it's, it's it's not like everybody else thinks, oh, it's wake up. I gotta can't eat all this. and that. not for me, man. I I am pretty light. I'm seven pounds away from my from my weight class, so I'm not too worried about it. I'm not too stressed about it. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the beauty of it, you know. I'm chasing performance. I'm not I'm not trying to be the bigger guy. I'm not trying to be the faster guy. Whatever. I'm I'm just going out there and fighting. Just have fun, you know.
0: So you've only been fighting for a few years now, huh?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I've been fighting kickboxing when I was 11, but. Um, MMA it's only for four years.
0: Wow, that's crazy! I
1: yeah, was
0: reading yeah, your story. I yeah, I was reading your story. How you came here from Morocco <laughs> as a teenager, and knew nothing practically, and uh, uh, you just walked into a gym just a few years ago. Uh, you walked into the gym. What, where'd you? Where'd you? What gym was that? Was that Factory X or something else?
1: No, it was uh, it was American Top Team in uh, in here. It was owned by Bobby Lashley. Hmm. And then it's my dad couldn't afford the first year that I have been here. After like a few months, and I think it's been a year, they moved locations, and then my dad was a, he was a, able to afford uh, money for my training, and then I started training MMA. And first I did jiu jitsu, which is was the weirdest that, that I started with, but and then it, it just went from there, to be honest.
0: So when you walked into that gym that first day, what was that like?
1: Oh it was it was uh, like a uh, same same thing as Morocco. you know I would walk into a gym and kind of do your thing it's it's an exciting moment for as a, ki- as a kid you know what I mean I was I was 13 years old back when I when I got here so
0: it's 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 christmas I would say for me when I walk into a gym <laughs> but you you didn't know exactly what to expect cuz you were used to the the kickboxing and that was it yeah, like, you no, did yeah
1: at all yeah. I walked in and I saw the cage for the first time so uh that blew my mind up but it really I was like well, what was going on here and i see guys with shir- no shirts rolling around and all this and that, so it was it was it was different i would say for the first time
0: and that was what you were what like 16
1: no i was i was 13 back then and okay. then when i really started training mma it was uh 14 15 yeah so okay. i was still a t- t- teenager man
0: what's morocco like man i mean you spent the majority of your life still to this date in Morocco, you came here at what fourteen, give or take. Yeah. Uh, what's What's Morocco like? Because most people that listen to this will have never gone there, or probably never will go there. Tell us about it.
1: I mean, man, it's beautiful down there. It's It's definitely a tourist uh, country, you know. People can go around. There's so many things you can do, and of course, every Every country has has their bad cities, you know. As I'm, unfortunately, I was raised in one of those. Bad cities, but I mean, it's 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 a beautiful thing in, in down there, and it's it's a lot. I would say like a lot of tourists. It's ma- main mainly tourists over there.
0: So, did you grow up in a bad part of town, or was it was yeah, it say so you like did? Before, I did grow up in a bad uh,
1: bad town before we actually moved to a sort of a good
0: town. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and then it- that was that was when I was, I think I was like. Since I was a kid, all the way till I would say
0: like ten. So the culture over there, uh, it, what is it like compared to the way it is here? You see how things go here. You've been here long enough now to, to understand the culture here is a little bit loose. Uh, oh yeah. Oh man, it's 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 so much freedom. They say, as they
1: say, it's it's it's. Do- too much difference you know it's a it's a culture shock for me when i got here it's definitely a big culture shock to me when i got here i mean i've seen how organized everything was how the streets were different i mean the everything was different to be honest it's like it's a whole different
0: what was the biggest was difference like, like what was the biggest thing that shocked you
1: well, the first thing I saw was snow for the first time in my life, so that was I, <laughs> I mean I was, that was a big shock. No, nah, actually man, it was the schools. Like, you know, when I went to schools, it was it was a whole different like they had so many different groups, you know, that was that was the craziest part about it. You know, I, I walked in, I was like, In Morocco, I mean you just walk in and you're cool with everybody but every, every time I walked into a school it was I had to go with the guys who speak Arabic to translate to me and I, I was now with the, you know the cool kids and all that so I was I was different I was the the kid on the
0: side basically Now were you so learning was, were you learning English growing up? You yes. Okay. I 8th uh, grade so I did A grade second semester. Mhm. So how was that transition coming over here everyone speaks English obviously. What was that like for you?
1: It, it was pretty hard man. It was hard for 3 months. It took
0: me 6 months to learn English. I mean that's pretty quick actually when you think about it. That's a pretty and quick then, transition, I, right?
1: I think that's what people keep saying. I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it was. I come from a hard, hard uh, speaking language. You know, Arabic is not; it's not easy. You know, it's uh, it's pretty, pretty much one of the hardest languages out there. So I feel like if you can speak that, you can, you can learn any any other languages, to be honest.
0: Everyone was like, "Hey, six months is quick," and you're like, "That was the longest six six months of my life."
1: Uh, definitely <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I, I thought English was the hardest thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, what's it like? Like, you, you got acc- accustomed to this new world, this new culture. I mean, most people never have to leave their city, let alone move to a new country. Okay, so you come here as a teenager. Uh, tell us a little bit about the transition, man, into high school, and, and were you were you dealing with kids that were giving you a hard time? I mean, what what was that like? I mean, the first, the eighth grade, it was you know, I'm I'm new
1: to this state, so it's kind of it was all happy moments, you know. It's kids in the bright lights, basically, you know. Like he's, you know, kids in New York. That's basically it was me. First time I came to Colorado, I was just like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Like, food here is different. Like, everything's different. Mm-hmm. Until I got to the to the high school area, then I seen the the real co- uh, culture shock. Like, oh, there's certain groups, there's there's bullying. There is this. There is that. So that was. That was kind of hard to take it the first time, but I learned. I was always that that always tough kid. I always wanted it to to fix the problem, you know. I was just like, whatever. You're like you know, you want to bully me? I don't care if you're two hundred and sixty pounds. I'll still fight you, and I'll still attack smack. I don't. I really don't care. That's that's how I am, you know. And then it was it was pretty interesting in high school. I got into so many fights and all that, but. Towards, towards junior to senior year, that's when I kind of chilled down and just started focusing on MMA and went from there, to be honest.
0: And what would you typically get in fights about?
1: It's like stupid things, man. It's yeah. like me playing basketball at, a, at the PE, at the high school, and then I shoot a ball and then I hit, it, I hit the rim and then it hits a guy in the face. And then we go to the locker rooms and basically he just wants to fight me. Like that type of deal.
0: Oh, yeah. It that, was like, he was stupid. <laughs> that young 16-year-old like energy. For, yeah,
1: Yeah, it's like the first time I came here, I was in 8th grade. I didn't speak more no English. And a guy walked up to me and just started... He was in the wrestling team. That's one thing. And just started talking to him like he wants to fight me. And then he almost wanted to throw a punch at me. So I just had to butt him in the nose like and I broke his nose. And then that's when I got in big trouble. They had to bring my dad, my translator, and the... The one translator is she was a teacher and then they had to bring the teacher and the principal so it was it was uh, pretty bad for me they made it look bad on me and i didn't speak no english either so i couldn't defend myself
0: so you were really just trying to defend yourself physically you didn't you didn't yeah, start the fight physically yeah.
1: uh, no but it, it just they made it my fault because i'm the guy who doesn't speak no english you know oh, and all geez. This that,
0: so oh that had to be terrible right, man. that had to be terrible yeah, he,
1: Oh, it was, it was, it was, my dad had to get out of work. He didn't work that day because of me, and it was, it was not great at all. It was, it was very
0: terrible. I got to tell you, from for work, I travel the the world at times. I've been all over the place. I've been to the Middle East. I've been to Southeast Asia, uh, Asia Pacific region. Uh, I've been everywhere, and whenever I'm out of the country here, I feel like just not knowing, just the fact that I cannot speak the native tongue wherever mm-hmm. I am. I feel completely helpless. So I can't oh. even imagine what you must have felt like when you first came here. Your family's terrified and they're making you look like the bad guy in a situation like that, for example.
1: Oh, 100%. Uh, 100% agree. Especially if you don't speak the language, that's definitely... My dad uh, spoke English when I got here because my dad got a year before me, him and my big brother. So he really... They, they spoke English, not me. So it was kind of... I had a translator, like basically my dad, but it was still not like my dad has a deep accent, like you can tell a deep accent between me and him. Like you can mm-hmm. tell it was Moroccan and not that type of deal. But it was, it was, yeah, it was it was a whole different man. It's, I, I felt like lost kid, you know, it was just like, what's going on? But he, he taught me a lot, though, so high school and middle school, to be honest. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and, and Headbutt's pretty much. Probably one of the best ways to end a fight quickly, huh? <laughs> I mean, yeah. and that's, uh, that's what they that's do in uh, street fights in Morocco. So they don't care. They use literally
1: anything. To be honest, like it's not a whole. It's nothing because we don't have you know. There's no guns in Morocco. There's none of that. So like it's it's all it's either knives or hands. So uh-huh. which one you want? To be honest, so it's it's a whole different story. It's it's crazy strict down there. The law is crazy. Like a cop will literally wear the regular clothes as me and you wear it. Mm-hmm. And then he all of a sudden, he's, he's, he's beating you up. So, like, you can't... No shit. Oh, what are you gonna, oh yeah, there's no, there's no rights and, and all that. That's what I'm saying. When I came here, it was a whole different story. So, wow. like, yeah, they will literally take you in a van and beat the crap out of you and just take you back and take you to the court or jail or maybe just let you go. It just depends.
0: What's it like with the women? Uh, Do they treat women differently in Morocco than they do here? Definitely, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean... There is there is the nice ones and there's the bad ones. And that's and I feel like that's in every
1: country, but sure. us is more. I would say, yeah, it's more like there is some guys like there's some parents that have their son get married, uh, like forced married them to the to the girl that even like and type of deal. But I'm blessed to have my my family to give me the freedom and and the love that I I needed to get to here. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. So uh, so you came in obviously completely raw didn't know what to expect you found MMA this whole new world you didn't even know what it was all you knew was kickboxing from your childhood uh, you walk into the gym this is whole new community you're trying to figure your stuff out talk about a little bit um, you know once you started getting into that mixed martial arts world from jiu-jitsu to the other mar- martial arts what that started to do for you mentally physically emotionally
1: well actually this is the this is the funny story actually. When I, I started training jiu-jitsu, the first month, like I was of course I was getting just rolled down around the whole map. Like I'm going from getting submitted white belt, you know, blue belt, purple belt, all those guys just just beating my ass. But when I did my first tournament after a month of training jiu-jitsu, I did Nogi for the first time. I didn't even know what to do. I was so nervous. I was I thought I was gonna shit my pants. Like oh my it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> My dad sought me. My dad was there. He paid for the tournament and everything. I got my ass whooped in like thirty seconds for the two first matches, and I was out. Mm-hmm. So my dad, my dad was like, "Well, he, he, he sucks. Like, this is not the right sport for him. I don't want to pay for the month, you know." Like, so I kept asking him. I was like, "Hey, dad, you have to pay for the for the gym and this now." I missed when I was a kid, and then I waited a whole year. Training jujitsu, kickboxing, and then I had my first Muay Thai fight in America. And then I went there and just smoked the guy, like smoke. And he was huge; everybody thought I was gonna lose. So, and then I went there. The next day, my dad walked into the gym and paid my membership. Really? Yeah. And then that's when I was in a roll. Next month, following month after that, I, I won the the belt in this Muay Thai promotion. Just finished the kid. And then I went into my first uh, adult muay Thai fight. I, f- I was a junior. I was fighting for junior, you know, junior belts and all that. And then I went in and fought. Actually, my teammate right now, Phil Gonzalez. When I was eighteen, he was like, I can't even remember. He was pretty old, and I fought him. And that was my first adult muay Thai fight. Wow. And then after that, I moved. Uh, I did uh, my first MMA fight against uh, a brown belt. He's a coach uh, 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 in a gym in Colorado and here, and I was terrified. I was just like, "Oh my god!" And then I went in there and got my ass whooped the first round. I almost got submitted, and defending from left to right. I walked in second round, and finished him in the second round, first ten seconds. So. Would you finish him with you know, a head kick? No, I finished him with punches. I cracked him with the left uh, left hook. Wow. And then he just went, he just went down. I finished him there. And then I was just in a roll, man. I was just, I was just crushing it. After that, I was submission uh, submission and then a TKO and then I went to fight for the belt but that's when I lost because I I, tr- I trained in Ramadan and then went and fought in Ramadan so that was a, that was a bad idea and then since then I, I really changed my life I went pro and then well actually I, I was gonna go pro at 35 I was gonna fight at 135 but I had some uh, some weight problems and kind of messed it up mm-hmm. through the whole wake up. that that week of the weight cut, and then the fight was off because I, I passed out and woke up so they thought I was hurting, so they just they just called the fight out. huh. But I took seven months to really focus on me and my mental part and everything, and then mixed martial arts really kind of pushed me to really be mentally strong and do anything I want and that's when I really started really focusing on my goals and my dreams and my long-term goals and my short-term goals all that Mm -hmm. and then that's when I had my pro debut at 145.
0: And how long ago was that?
1: Uh, uh, Let's see I think it was a year ago. Just one year ago? Yeah I think a year and three months maybe two months I can't yeah because I fought five fights in eight months
0: god damn man
1: and two fights in one week
0: so you are six are you what, what's your record now six and oh five, five and, 0, and 0, Five and oh five, okay.
1: five finishes
0: five and zero with five finishes and you just became you just went pro just over a year ago that's it yeah
1: yeah
0: and you're 22 years old yes sir and you're fighting in lfa
1: yep uh december 7 against uh josh morse
0: okay and what's what's what is his background
1: He's, he's a uh, strong uh, kickboxer. Comes from Rufus Sports. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's five and one, so he's 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 a pretty pretty good uh,
0: challenge for me. So I'm 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 pretty excited, man. I'm pretty pumped for that fight. So so is Muay Thai? Is that your specialty? Uh, uh, striking is your specialty. It sounds like. Well, that's what they said, but
1: i i I think I think of myself a mixed martial arts man. Oh, look at all my fights. All submissions except one fight.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's, it's all four submissions and one TKO. But you're not
0: looking. Then, you're not looking for the ground. I mean, you, you would prefer to stand, and then if it goes to the ground, you could submit. Is what you're saying? I I, I could go
1: either way. I, either no way, than me. fight, clinch,
0: wrestling, whatever you want. What belt are you uh, in jujitsu at this point? I'm still sure. a blue belt. Okay. Two stripes. Uh huh. But you're very comfortable uh, from any position, from anything, ground.
1: Yeah, man. I, I I train the I train with the best in the world, so I'm not. I'm not really stressed about what the guy got. I'm 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 focused on what I have. You know what what I can what can I bring to the table? What to make myself better? Why to impress myself every fight? And mm-hmm. that that from from there we can go from there. I'm not not really worried about oh he's gonna take me down. You know you see a lot of vets they get they get messed up without oh, this guy takes me down. What I'm gonna lose this and that. I I can't let this guy take me down. You just go out there and fight. It it, it it will happen. It happens. It doesn't. It doesn't. Sure, you
0: know? sure. What do you walk around at? Like what? One hundred and fifty something like that. One
1: hundred and fifty-five.
0: Uh huh. And now you're just cutting. All you have to do is cut about seven pounds from now until. You know. Yeah, to
1: the fight. I mean, the week of the fight, I, of course, I'm i uh, I'm a uh, switch, uh, switch my my to my regular weight cut that uh, that week of. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still eating every two, three hours. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not starving myself to death, but I'm just, yeah, I'm just eating all the time, and then. Maybe it's the, the day of the way, and I'll act as a pound, and then we, we get to
0: go. Oh. I, I mean, it seems like your journey and your progression has just, it's almost like it's happened so quickly, so much more quickly than most other people. Um, a, lot of guys, a lot of guys start off doing this stuff at a young age, or they're starting off in a wrestling, and then they have this goal. It sounds almost like, from not knowing much about you, that you kind of came here. You got thrown into a gym just to see what it would be, and now here you are, a few years later, as a professional MMA fighter.
1: Yeah, man, it's 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 a blessing, man, to me. I, I like I said, I changed my mentality. I I, I want to get, I want to get, and I will get what I what I want, you know. And and all my dreams that I want to really achieve, I'm gonna get them, man. That's what kind of motivates me more to do all this stuff that I do to work hard and. To go corner these guys, to go see all these guys. I mean, I traveled the whole United States cornering my teammates, you know? Mm-hmm. And then next week, I'm going to Vegas to corner uh, Chris, uh, Chris Gutierrez for the UFC debut. Okay. So, I mean, it's I don't have to go. I'm fighting, you know? Sure. I don't really don't have to go. But it's it, it helps me mentally, and it helps my IQ, and it helps all this.
0: What do you do to stay? uh What do you do outside of fighting? What do you do that's pa- you're passionate about?
1: Man, I just I cook in, I a lot. Of, I play I play video games and all that. Not not a whole lot, man. I hang out with the wife anytime I want and all that. But that's
0: you're nothing,
1: mar- you're nothing. married.
0: Yes, sir. Damn, man, twenty two and married, huh? <laughs> yeah. she's uh <laughs> uh, uh,
1: she, uh her name is uh Cat Catherine, but. I met her when I was uh, 20,
0: 21. So so just like your MMA career, it's gone fast. Now you you got married pretty quickly too. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we kind of
1: we, we did it we did it the traditional way they say uh, I mean, I'm the only one that my my family that tw- uh, 20 years old that got a, a house, you know. In Arabic family tradition, they say they stay in the family for a while, you know. They you gotta stay in the same house for a while, you know. kind mm-hmm. of just grow up with the family and all that. But when I met my wife, Kat, it was it was she was different, you know. She's she she showed me a lot of things, man.
0: She got me out of that, out of my depression and happiness and all that. So she, I, I give her a lot of respect for that, you know. What were what were you depressed? What were you what were you uh, having a hard time with? My my brother passed away, man, like uh three years ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah,
1: he was it, it was uh fifty feet away from the house.
0: How did he die? Uh
1: drinking in uh, a car accident.
0: Oh jeez.
1: So, like that's why I don't drink. Like I, I just don't drink.
0: And it's obviously too, it's it's against the Arabic way to even drink in general. Correct? Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, uh, like let's put the resin to the side uh so he drinks and then goes out there and kills it, it, an accident makes the car flip literally
0: 50 yards from the house oh Jesus man like literally you walk out of the house he's dead right there in front of in front of us so it was kind of hard to swallow
1: it was it was it was it was the most terrible two months I've ever been in my life I mean oh. he, he literally I was the first person to hold him in my uh in my hands and then he passed because like, he was dead instantly he hit his head oh jeez but I felt like I I own him so much you know he's uh he's one of the loudest loudest fans I ever had and I will always have and it, 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 I feel like I own him something you know I had him in my hands I had his hand in, uh, his head and his whole body in my ha- in my hand so I Jesus. feel like I, I really own him something and he was a kid that he really didn't I feel like he didn't get to enjoy the life that he he deserves. How old was he? Twenty four.
0: So he was about five years older than you.
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah, he was twenty four somewhere in there. So it's, it's wow, man, it's crazy, man. You know, it's it's the kid didn't even get
0: what he wants, like as a dream or anything, you know. So, uh, if you would, if you don't mind, you, you know, you, you're talking about how you went out and you were, you were the first person on the scene. You saw him right away.
1: Yep. So his uh, there were two cars. The other car was his friend and my friend that, that were driving. I was sleeping in the house. So the I guess the car rolled over and all that. The guy went all the way to my dad's house. The, it was unlocked because we left it unlocked for him He he's gonna show up at 2am or something like that so the guy comes running downstairs wakes everybody up but he wakes me straight up to my room he was like wake up wake up uh, your brother just did an accident I was like what the fuck did you guys do now and then I went upstairs all and ran out with no sandals no nothing just ran outside mm-hmm. shirtless nothing on Went in there, and then I, I found my
0: brother just laying down in the street and blood everywhere. He was actually out of the car? Out of the car. He had no seatbelt. And he, his, uh, his girlfriend was with him. Oh, my
1: she God. Didn't she didn't die. She had a seatbelt on and everything. The car, if he had a seatbelt, it would be a whole different story. But he didn't have no seatbelt, so he got out of the window and hit his head.
0: Wow, dude. That is very heavy, man. How did you? Yeah. How man, did, uh, yeah. That's what I feel like. I, I, I I don't went to rough, rough times.
1: It was, it was the, I would say the worst to the point that I wanna, I wanna, that I wanna, like almost kill myself, you know. And I almost did too. That's the, that's the crazy part.
0: You almost, you, you were so depressed that you thought about taking your own life. Yes. What, what were those thoughts like? It was,
1: it it was, it was uh, deep, uh, it was a dark, dark, dark moment, man. It was, I needed somebody and that's, that's really kind of helped me. I had, I had amazing people, man. That's when I started, I took a moment and started thinking about my life. I'm like, you know what? You can change your life. You know, you you can, you can get whatever you want and all this and that. And that's when it kind of woke me up. I haven't seen my mom in 10 years, you know? I, I gotta go. She lost a kid that she hadn't seen in eight years or seven years.
0: So, so your so is I, your mother I, back I, in, I, is your mom back in Morocco or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With
1: my sister. So I haven't seen my, all I live with is my, my dad. I mean, in the United States, I
0: have my dad and my brother and me. Mm-hmm.
1: So I, it kind of, it opened up my head. I'm like, my mom haven't seen us for 10 years now, so I don't want to be the guy, the second kid to be gone for, and she's just going to get more hurt, and and she's already sick, man, so I'm, I'm kind of, I uh, want to keep in, uh, make, I want to make her proud, you know, I know they're proud of me and all that, but I, I, I really want that, that dream that I have inside, and it will happen, you mark my words.
0: So, so for people that are listening that have gone through some same struggles, or gone through suicidal thoughts, and those kind of things, how are you able to finally what, what's your advice how are you able to finally snap out of that and change your mentality
1: and the first thing man I'll say is it's your friends who you who you're around you know it's the energy you're around you you don't want to have bad energy around that's the first thing second thing is it's there's so much in life you can do to kill yourself it's it's, it's it is stupid you know it's I don't it's I don't say I of course I know there's depression and all that but that you, you're, we're, we're stars, we're stars in, in this world, man. we 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 can do anything that we, we want, and we, it's, it's too much. It's, it's, for me, it's, it's ridiculous that you be able to take your own life and not, not make, make a lot of lives like change, change a lot of people's
0: lives, you know, instead mm-hmm. of you taking your own. That's, that's how I feel about it, and that's what kind of helped me out a little bit. You were able to see the, the, the long term picture, not just focus yeah. on that little moment.
1: Yeah, like I I, I I focused on my 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 true true life, like my true when I'm getting old and all that. That's that's what I really thought about. That's mm, what that's deep, man. it hit me. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So you took the pain from your brother's loss and it sounds like you turned it into a motivation almost in a way. I know he's with me
1: man it's it's it, 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 it's a big motivation for me i will i will do anything for for that guy man and and i'm still you know i i gotta i gotta make him Proud and, and do all the stuff that I, I really that he wanted to do you know i'm I'm, achieve, I'm achieving my dreams in my side but i really i really wanted to achieve what he wanted to, do, to be you know
0: oh that's beautiful what was his name Hamza hamza okay um, well, hey, I appreciate you uh, sharing that story, and obviously it's, it's carried into your professional career. Your career is completely brand new, young. You've already got five fights b- uh, beneath your belt. You're going to have a, six, uh, a sixth fight before the end of this calendar year. Um, you're undefeated. All five of them, you said, have come by way of uh, stoppage in some way, shape, or form. Um, and so, so what are you looking at? I mean, I know you're fighting in LFA, but what are you looking at for your, uh, you, I assume you have eyes on some other organizations too.
1: Man, my, my eyes in the UFC, man. I, 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 am getting to, I'm getting that UFC contract. I don't, I don't care if it's early next year or next fight. I don't, it does not matter to me. That's, that's the only goal I have and I am going to get that goal.
0: And I believe you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just talking to you for the past thirty minutes. I believe that you will. You're surrounded by a great fight team. Uh, talk about your camp. Talk about your fight team, if you would.
1: Yeah, man. I have I have amazing coaches and amazing teammates. You know, I we really didn't make the we didn't get the, the attention that that we we deserved until until everybody started kind of making noise in the UFC like Anthony Smith, Devonte Smith, and yeah. He and Heine just fought last week, two weeks ago. Just made just just beat the top twenty guy on a short notice. So he really and we had like Macy Barber and all those guys. So it kinda it motivates me more to see those my teammates succeed at the highest level. And I know I cornered and uh, the UFC Denver card. I cornered Devontae Smith. hmm and then I, I man, he was I got into the cage. I I it's so many feelings I had. Like I felt like I know I, I
0: belong in there. Wow. So it, yeah, like I almost started pouring out crying
1: in there. It was it was it was a whole a whole different thing to me. And it, and I'm I'm waiting for that moment. I know it's coming sooner than later. That's that's the only thing I have in my mind. And I know I, I belong in there. So it was and my team man is oh man it's, I see the highest the highest level I train with every day. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I don't, I don't care what the guys is from. What the guys train at. Like I said again, it's it's all what I'm bringing into the table. I'm impressing myself every fight. Have you? I have, care about impressing everybody else. I care about impressing me. And that's what the number one thing my coach said: just go out there and impress yourself, and everybody else will be impressed.
0: Have you met anyone yet? At the, have you talked to anyone at the UFC, or has, has your management been in touch with them?
1: Yeah, my management is, is in touch with them. My management is actually Jim Walter, the same as Anthony Smith. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they know they know it's 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 I'm coming. So that I guarantee <laughs> you, you mark my words. I say, like I said, early 2019 or or, or next fight after this fight, December seventh.
0: Hey man, uh, I'll be rooting for you. Um, we will be watching Youssef Zalal. Did I say that the right way? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. what? What are you? At? You're on Instagram.
1: Yes, sir. At the Moroccan Devil.
0: The Moroccan Devil. I like that name, man. Yeah, it was. It was hilarious. Uh, it was actually funny how I got that name. It was. I don't know if you know the kickboxer
1: brother Harry. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So they, they used to call him the Golden Boy and the Moroccan Devil. And uh, my coach Alex Hobbsen was a. Uh, He's a tall Bellator heavyweight guy. He's he just does jujitsu now. He's a black belt. He's a professor and all that, but. He he was he started calling me after my first American Muay Thai fight. He started calling me the Moroccan Devil, and I fucking loved it. I was like, let's go! <laughs> I was like, let's go! Uh, and he just stuck from there, and he
0: that's awesome. that every time. So. hey, there you go, folks. The Moroccan Devil. Check him out on Instagram. And uh, like I said to you, man, thank you for for shedding some light into a little bit into your story, into your background. Um, excited to see what happens on December. Was it sixth or seventh. Seventh. December 7th, okay. We're excited yes, to sir. see what happens with your fight on December 7th. And and, and hey, man, um, I believe you. I think your story is amazing. We're just kind of scratching the surface. So let's see what happens, and then let's bring you back on once you're in the UFC next year. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for taking the time, I bud.
1: Appreciate it, brother. All right, we'll stay in touch. All right, brother. All right,
0: take care.